Information on this edition of Love from the Hip provided by Sakura or her guests does not constitute medical or legal advice. Any suggestions made are opinions only. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and consult with their medical providers before making any lifestyle changes. Good afternoon and welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show was created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it begins with love, love from the hip. Many cultures have long since recognized the heart to be an emotional and cognitive mind center. The Chinese use the word shin to reference the heart mind. In Japanese, there are three words that reference the heart, shinzo, which refers to the physical organ, hato, which refers to the love, and kokoro, which means heart, spirit, soul, and mind all together. Western culture had always divided and separated the heart, mind, and spirit until as of late. Research has proven that the heart has a mind of its own, and it's not just receiving messages from the brain, but it is also giving them as well. Studies indicate that the heart will communicate with the brain in four major ways neurologically, biochemically, biophysically, and energetically. Therefore, the heart, it has been discovered, has a logic all of its own, and it acts independently of the signals sent from the brain. In addition, it can easily inhibit or facilitate the brain's electrical activity. A study conducted by French scientists in 1974 showed how by stimulating the vagus nerve, which carries signals from the heart to the brain in cats, the brain's electoral response was decreased to half its normal rate. This suggested that the heart and nervous system were not just simply following the brain's directions. These studies and others gave rise to a new branch of science and or medicine called neurocardiology, and the earliest findings gave birth to the more common term used today, that of heart brain. This discovery of the complex neural network that is characterized as the brain of the heart, or heart brain, allows the heart to act independently from the brain, learning, remembering, making decisions, and even feeling and sensing. It has also been discovered that the heart sends more messages to the brain than vice versa. Also, the intrinsic cardiac nervous system has both short-term and long-term memory and can operate completely independently of central neuronal command. The heart also functions as a hormonal gland. It secretes and manufactures a large number of hormones and neurotransmitters that have a wide-ranging impact on the body as a whole. Oxytocin, for example, or the love or social bonding hormone, is secreted and manufactured by the heart as well as the brain. In fact, the same amount that is produced by the brain is also produced by the heart. Thus, because of the heart brain, when the heart is overtaxed by constant emotional influences and stress, excessive physical effort, and deprivation of rest, chances of function disorders as well as cardiac diseases increase tremendously. According to the HeartMath Institute, for example, men who suffer from high anxiety are six times more likely than calmer men to suffer from sudden cardiac death. Also, over half of heart disease cases are not explained by the standard risk factors such as high cholesterol, smoking, or sedentary lifestyles. And a Harvard Medical School study of 1,623 heart attack survivors found that when subjects became angry during emotional conflicts, 
their risk of subsequent heart attacks was more than double than those who remained calm. When we feel emotions, our heart sends signals to our brains, which mirrors our feelings. The more negative, the more chaotic. Conversely, the more positive, the more harmonized. And when we are not needing to produce a fight or flight response, but instead a more calm reaction, our heart and brain shift to produce the chemistry to support a stronger immune response and greater amounts of the hormones which keeps us happy. So in order to have a healthy body, there must also be a healthy mind and heart. There must be a coherence or an alignment. When one is out of sync, one becomes confused, anxious, less authentically themselves, and worse, ill. The disconnect from one's authentic self detaches one's body from its state of ease and subsequently becomes diseased. Therefore, in order to heal, one must return to their original state of being. A reconnection with it with the soul within the expression of love is required in order to heal, and it is the heart which is said to be the seat of the soul. We often hear love heals all wounds. So when disease is present, it is love which can restore inner harmony. Every cell in the body is attuned to this natural state of love, and love's energetic frequency is stronger than any other emotion. Not to mention the influence of the heart brain is so much greater than that of the brain alone. It is said that the heart has an electromagnetic field 50,000 times stronger than the brain's, which just proves the power to heal lies within love. As Diebeck said, Love is the ultimate truth at the heart of the universe and transcends all boundaries. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the absolute pleasure of having Dr. Vienna LaFrenz on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor. She will share the healing power in loving oneself, which she has witnessed in her medical career. She will also share her knowledge of quantum healing and quantum biofeedback. Plus, later on the show, pull out your mirrors and stick out your tongues because Dr. LaFrenz will be offering you free tongue assessments. So stick around for this insightful show. Are you trying to boost your fertility and get pregnant? Not sure what to eat during your current pregnancy? Are you currently breastfeeding during postpartum? Sacred Medicine Mamas can help you to map out and optimize your pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. Allow Dr. Janelle Clayton, chiropractor, and holistic nutritionist Marjorie Glenn to help you thrive during this special time in your life. We offer high-quality nutritional supplements, meal planning, as well as mindfulness practices for your overall well-being. Shop our online store and holistic dispensary to find the best organic and natural products for you and baby. Set up a virtual consultation today. Results are priceless. Book a free consultation now by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com. Or call 541-639-4575. That's 541-639-4575. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. 
They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the absolute joy of having Dr. Vienna LaFriends on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor. Hey, Dr. LaFrenz, thank you for joining us today. So how long have you worked in the medical industry? Oh, I've been working in the medical industry for about 30 years, first as an occupational therapist, and then I decided to go and get my integrative medicine doctor uh, degree as a uh, PhD. Yeah, that's a very long time. So, (laughs) (laughs) So what was the catalyst for you going into natural medicine? You know, when I worked as an occupational therapist, I saw that my, my clients weren't healing, and we were just covering the symptoms and side effects brought on by the allopathic medicine or their disease process, and too many prescriptions and didn't find much um, healing from it. I, I saw a lot of internal toxicity that was affecting their complete recovery, so I felt, you know, I'm a true believer that whatever the body creates, the body can heal. Mm. And then you also had your own personal story, too, right, with family? Yes. So my niece, um, she was 16 when she was diagnosed with brain cancer. And unfortunately, it had gone um, quite a bit of time before it was identified because they were just really looking at the symptoms and not really um, what was actually happening. And she, they found a, a quite a large-sized tumor in the back of her brain, and um, they had to do some surgery on it. And she really didn't want to go the allopathic way, and um, ultimately she ended up passing at the age of 18, but she taught me so much about the ability for the body to heal and how the mental state and the emotions have a huge impact on that. Mm, wow. So, yeah. so what would you say then is the most common denominator for most people's ailments and chronic issues? You know, I would say emotions and uh, resolution of those emotions and stressors. 
um, one of the biggest things is I feel we don't love ourselves enough. And oftentimes I'll ask a client, what do you love about yourself? And if they take almost 10 minutes to come up with one reason or one thing that they love about themselves, we need to address that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually see the same issue with hypnosis. Um, yes. It's, it's hard for people to say nice things about themselves. It is. They think yeah. they're bragging. And I think it's a you know, way in which we were raised to say you can't say things nice about yourself. But I say brag, brag, brag. Come yeah. on. So and then how do you recommend, because um, I've been here before, how do you recommend we love our bodies in the deep of it? You know, whether we're going through some severe illness or an ailment, how do you recommend we do that? Well, first of all, we have to have the belief system that we can, mm-hmm. that we can heal, and that this is not a life sentence, it's not a death sentence. And when we can engage our body and our mind into the thought process that we can heal itself and actually love it into healing, then we have unlimited potentials to heal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's really important. And what's, is. what is the exercise I th- you had mentioned to me earlier? There's an exercise that you do with, help, with helping your clients to love themselves. Yeah. Well, the only way I could really describe it is telling that little story. Um, I was working with a, a general in a, in a nursing home who had suffered a stroke. And all he kept talking about, and they had called me in to actually work with this gentleman. Um, I used to travel nationwide and so I would get the worst cases mainly the ones that were having a hard time healing or a hard time improving and this one in particular was extremely volatile and would be getting angry and yelling and and um, hostile with his with his caregivers and so I was asked to work with him and since I specialize in neurologic um, deficits I was working with him and as I was working with him all he kept saying was see this darn leg just won't support me see this this is useless, it's, it's worthless, and he just kept talking about his body that way. And no matter what we did, neurological or anything like that, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make an impact. So I finally stopped the session. I said, looked him straight in the eye and said, I want you to repeat after me. I love my body and my body loves me back. And, of course, he <laughs> did this sarcastic rolling of the eyes. I love my body and my body loves me back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want you to say it like you mean it. And so then, of course, he... Um, sarcastically again said okay I love my body and my body loves me back very mechanical and then I looked him square in the eyes and I said no I want you to feel it and I want you to mean it and then he broke down in tears and he said I love my body and I my body loves me back and then we did the task we were trying to perform and miraculously it did exactly what we were wanting it to do. And he mm. looked at me in wonder, and he said, can we do it again? Can we do it again? <laughs> and we did, over and over, until he, he sat exhaustedly and said, you're a miracle worker. And I said, no, you are. You just had to believe in your body and love it so mm. it would love you back. And so why do you think this is so hard for us to believe? <sighs> we have um, so much of, of our medical and our growing up and all of that has been so in tune to the idea that um, we have to rely on others to mm-hmm. help us heal, that we have to rely on medications, interventions, and things like that. And, there, and a dependency is de- developed along uh, amongst the medical community and others to where we don't really gauge into our, into our healing potential. Mm-hmm. And so we give up that potential and we give up all hope or faith that we can actually heal ourselves. And yeah, we just develop a dependency and we don't become involved in the process. 
So we're constantly looking for help outside of our body. Do you think that that's changing, though, now? I think so. I think now that more and more um, reports of spontaneous healing, of miraculous healing, of using energy, of using mind over matter, of all of these different theories and, and philosophies and sciences are actually changing that, that output. And we're actually seeing more and more conscious healing that is occurring as well. Yeah. I also feel like more modern, modern medicine doctors want to be less relied on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so where do you think, though, that modern medicine is failing or has room for improvement? I feel that it is that dependency that's being developed. There's not enough of the time, first and foremost, uh, part of it is that um, they are put under so much pressure to perform, to be productive, to see as many clients as possible, that because of that stressor, they're not allowed to put as much time into it that I am able to with my clients. And where you really get to know who that client is and what is really bothering them, what is really the cause of what is going on. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really get to know the person. They don't get to look at the person in the mental, emotional, spiritual, psychological. Is usually around the physical. And we miss so much of the rest of the healing process with that. And so how does quantum healing come in? And, and how is it different than that? Well, quantum healing looks at the whole person. So it looks at the, the mental, the psychological, spiritual emotional, but also the energy of the person. I mean, science has proven that we are 99.99999% energy and 0.0001% matter. So why are we trying to heal a person through matter when we should actually be trying to heal them through energy? Mm. And so it's that energetic exchange between the, the clinician and through the, the, the client that uh, a lot of healing actually occurs because of that entangled hierarchy that occurs between the client and, and the, um, the healer. And so now I'm hearing more and more about quantum healing and, you know, you and like the last two other guests I've had on the show have been involved in quantum healing or are. Why do you think there's this sudden movement towards quantum healing or this sudden acceptance, if you will, as well? I, I believe there's more and more science that is being applied to it. and. And people are actually starting to see the potential, and they're actually starting to see the outcome of it. I believe that if we can look at any benefit that the COVID uh, pandemic has been able to demonstrate is that remote healing can occur, and it does. And you don't have to be physically in front of a person in order for healing to occur. You can actually do that remotely through the quantum field. And it's basically opening up more horizons and more avenues for us to be able to heal people. And I love that you shared that. I feel like a lot of people have a hard time with remote healing and still understanding that. But would you say in the sense it's just that energy has no boundaries? Absolutely. Well, I would actually say one boundary. And that would be the person's receptivity of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the belief system. Because there are so many that are closed-minded to the idea that, first of all, that you can heal yourself, that you don't need to have a prescription, you don't need to have a surgery, you don't need to have this particular thing in order to heal yourself. Truly, the healing starts within, and as well as the other modalities that are introduced energetically. Okay. And so we're not powerless, we're not victims. No, not yeah. at all. If anything, we, are, we, are, we have ultimate uh, opportunities to heal. And you said you believe that the number one obstacle which, which keeps us from healing is self-love? 
self-love and faith. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will use the word hope. And I try not to use the word hope because there's a little bit of doubt in that word. I hope this works versus I have faith that this will work. But the biggest thing is really loving yourself enough to expect more from your body, expect more from your mind, expect more from your mental health. Mm, okay. And now you had shared one of your stories um, from your newest book, Wake Up Miracles, which yes. you've collaborated in. Um, I was hoping you could share your story about two-year-old Grace. Um, I found a lot of similarities with her myself, having gone through what I went through, um, but I was hoping you could touch on that. Yeah, Grace, she is a very, very special child. First of all, she's a twin, and she was actually born in a, in a separate sack of her twins, so they're not identical, but she was born with a lot of ailments and um, a lot of heart uh, ailments as well. And she developed so many different allergies that her body was just covered, just absolutely covered in sores and rashes and just um, skin afflictions. And so um, given that her mother and I knew each other, uh, she had gone to the same university I did, so she understood remote healing and entangled hierarchy and all that. Um, She had sent her daughter's hair to me uh, to do biofeedback, and we'll discuss that later. Yes. Then I scanned her and identified that she had a ton of allergies that uh, were having a huge impact on her skin. But not only that, it was affecting her mood, her behaviors, her interactions. She was lethargic. She was just not the child that her mom knows her to be. And as we looked at the medication, she'd been on several different steroids and uh, had gone to a dermatologist who, because of her extreme diaper rash, had recommended a bleach bath, which... (laughs) <laughs> found out that she was actually allergic to bleach. Oh, wow. So then, of course, systemically, she was very sick. And what was really beautiful is as we started her on the quantum biofeedback and cleaned up her diet and, and made her more, um, more um, alkaline than acid, which she was in an extremely acid environment, got rid of all the sugars and, and really cleaned out her diet, her skin just started healing. But not only that, she became the, the girl that her mother remembers, and that was vivacious and energetic and fun and, and um, lots of energy and even got a little sarcastic with her, with her um, teachers in that if the teachers tried to give her sugar, which she was allergic to sugar, she would, my mom said, you're not supposed to give me sugar. And then she would go <laughs> and tell her mom that, she, that the teachers tried to give her sugar. No. Yeah, but she's on a complete recovery. Uh, she will have some flare-ups every once in a while, and that's usually if uh, somebody in her family gives her sugar. But other than that, she's had a complete recovery and doing extremely well. That's incredible. Yeah. And I've been there, bleach baths twice a day, blisters and past, you know, pustules. So, yes. yeah, definitely feel for her. So what, what after that story and others that you've shared, who do you think miracles are for? Anybody who's open to receive them and feel like they're they're deserving of it. And that's the sad part about it is so many of my clients feel that they don't deserve to be a miracle. Mm. They just need to be open to receive it and to believe it. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Limitless possibilities. And you have seen plenty of other miracles as well. Yes, I have. I have. In my clients that I see every day in my clinic, um, some even remotely that I see from other areas where life-saving issues are resolved within a couple of sessions. It's, it's been truly amazing. 
So speaking on self-love, um, as far as autoimmune disorders go, I definitely believe that there's a correlation with self-hatred and autoimmune disorders. Yes. Would you believe that to be true? I do, because each emotion has a frequency. And when we lower our frequency to the point where the lower frequencies such as hate and um, anger and frustration is presiding in the body most, uh, mostly, um, and we're, you know, living in that mode, in that frequency, then more of those types of emotions continue, uh, more and more of the uh, autoimmune diseases and symptoms continue to, you know, come about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want to get back into that, but we're going to take a break. And remember, this is a live show, and Dr. LaFrenz is doing free tongue assessments. So call in with your mirror handy, one 298 kknw or 425-373-5527. On this weekly skinny, I would like to discuss pollution and its effect on the skin. With all the horrible wildfires lately in our country, our sky has been inundated with thick and heavy smoke, as well as other dangerous pollutants. According to Dr. Carl Thornfeld in his recent article on how pollution impacts the skin barrier, he says overexposure to contaminants in the air, such as smoke, can accelerate skin aging and even skin cancer. He explains that air pollution is pro-inflammatory and cytotoxic to multiple skin cell types, slowing down cell turnover and disrupting the skin barrier and its reparative processes. All of this will prevent normal skin function and appearance. Not to mention the multiple skin diseases, which can also be instigated by poor air quality, like acne, rosacea, dermatitis, and ichthyosis. Aside from staying indoors when the AI index is over 110, one can also boost up their immune system with an anti-inflammatory diet. Dr. Thornfeld recommends incorporating probiotics and prebiotics, which feed the probiotics, while minimizing sugar and alcohol too. He also recommends adding in lower or non-caffeinated beverages such as green, white, spearmint, rubose, turmeric, or ginger teas. He also suggests taking certain supplements like quercetin, niacinamide, and pycnogenol to aid in some anti-pollution benefits. But the key to protecting against environmental insults is a healthy skin barrier. A healthy skin barrier along with topical anti-inflammatory protection will prevent the pollution from wreaking havoc on the skin. Dr. Thornfelt recommends Epionce's renewal products to improve the skin's natural ability to repair and protect itself. The Epionce Intense Defense Serum, which is loaded with vitamins, that of A, B, C, D, E to be exact, to lend anti-inflammatory properties to the skin to help fight off the free radicals, and then, of course, a broad-spectrum anti-inflammatory Epionce sunscreen. These sunscreens contain select botanicals which provide the fullest spectrum anti-inflammatory protection the skin needs. Start boosting up your skin's barrier today. You can find all of these products at epions.com and use the Sakura Skin and Mind code 201-10401. That's 201-10401 at checkout. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having Dr. Vienna LaFrenz on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor, and if you would like to have a free tongue assessment, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW 
or 425-373-5527. So, Dr. LaFrance, I want to ask you, do you think that there's more or why is there more and more undiagnosable or atypical medical issues on the rise? Well, first of all, I feel like the majority of it is that we're not identifying or addressing the emotions that are tied to the illness or the medical issue. When I uh, completed my dissertation, it was centered around chronic pain and using ultrasound over acupressure points to decrease pain. And I used a QEEG device, which is brain mapping, to identify how the intervention changed the pain signals and interpretation in the brain. And I found that the individuals who had a strong, unresolved emotional association with their pain Typically, the pain uh, changed from one part of the brain, which was the sensory motor portion, to the frontal cortex where the emotions are housed. And until they resolve that, that emotion associated with that pain or that incident or that occasion or that stressor, then it continues to reside. And if we're not addressing that, then chronically or an acute illness will resolve into a chronic issue and will continue to be that. Plus, we don't listen. We don't hear the the unspoken signals that are being discussed between from the client itself. Yeah, and our bodies are also, we're not listening to our bodies, right? They're yes. constantly talking to us. Yes, yeah. exactly. So speaking of our bodies constantly talking to us, I know you're going to do tongue assessments, and we've got someone on the line. So let's go ahead and take, Daniil, are you there? Daniil, are you there? Hello, yeah, I'm here. Hi, Daniil. Do you have a mirror handy? Yes. Yeah. Can uh, you hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Are you ready? I do. I do. Okay. Okay, so, so Danielle, first of all, can you tell me the color of your tongue? Is it pink? Is it a kind of a purplish color? Is it uh, reddish or like a, like a deep red, like a raw steak? What color is it? I'd say it's more red. I've been chewing gum, so yeah, it's pretty red. <laughs> okay, do you have a coating on the tongue, like a white yeah, coating? Yeah, a little white. Okay. Is it throughout the whole tongue, or is it just on the surface, like towards the back of the tongue? You know, at the tip it's not, but then from, like, a half inch back it's white. Okay. And then do you have any, do you have any um, marks on the tongue? Like, do you have a crack down the center of the tongue? Are there any uh, scallops, like bite marks around the edge of the tongue? Yeah, there's a scallop in the middle of the tongue. Okay. What? I don't think I have any bite marks. Okay. Is there a line or a crack down the center of the tongue? Yeah, a, a crack, I would say. Okay. And then is uh, what's the moisture look like? Is it moist or is it dry? It's moist. Okay. And then if you were to look at the side of the tongue and keeping it flat while you're sticking your tongue out, this is going to be hard to answer while you're doing it, but um, is it thick or is it thin? Is my tongue thick or thin? Yes. Yeah, it's thick. It's thick. Okay, so many of the things that tell me about that, so first of all, the tongue is geographically mapped, meaning that there are certain parts on the tongue that will tell you where certain areas are having an impact. So given that you said that you have a little bit of uh, coating down the center of the tongue but towards the back, that typically is a sign of either a ye- too much yeast or a, like a form of candida. It really depends on the thickness of that coating. And where it's located will also tell us typically where that candida or the yeast is residing. And so given that you mentioned it's towards the back, uh, towards the center back of the tongue, that would indicate that it's more like the spleen or stomach, but also the bladder, kidneys, and intestines, which that tends to be where yeast and, and candida likes to sit for a while. 
When we talk about scallops around the tongue, that's usually a sign of malabsorption, meaning that you are not absorbing your food. But given that you didn't have any scallops, that's not an indication of it. The thickness of the tongue typically tells me that you have um, a hard time um, with processing water. So you may have more swelling or you might have the joints that feel a little tight, feel like they're um, you know, painful or, or so on. And so that's really needing to work on the kidney, the kidney needing to filter the, the fluid out. Um, the redness of the tongue, like if it's a deep red, given that you're, drink, you're <laughs> chewing gum, um, on most occasions what you do is you look at your tongue first thing in the morning before you've done any water, before you've done anything, before you brush your teeth or anything. And mm-hmm. what you're looking at is directly underneath the coating of the tongue, what is the color? A typical healthy tongue is pink. A deep red tongue, like a raw steak, would indicate you have inflammation throughout the body. And that kind of sounds like what you're, what you're dealing with right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah maybe it's a little more pink than red, but, but it is, it's hard to tell between pink and red. It's a dark pink, close okay. to red. <laughs> okay, okay. So typically a deep red, which would be like a raw steak, would be um, inflammation. A, d- a dark purplish blue color would be pain in the muscles and joints and meaning that there's, the blood is stagnating somewhere in the body. Hmm. All right. Is that pretty right okay. on for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think my lymphs don't flow very well, uh-huh. I have to say, if I have an issue. So is there anything I, you can recommend to do? Well, that would explain the water issue then. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More water. More water. More water. <laughs> Always water. And, and become more alkaline. You know, so I did read that someplace that you should put sea salt or, you know, special salt in your water and drink salt water. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? I really like apple cider vinegar as well as uh, lemon water. But the oh, okay. best thing to do is scrape your tongue every morning and uh, do an oil pulling and okay. uh, help get rid of some of that bacteria. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I have the oil and I, I've done it a couple of times, so I'll do that. Yeah. Do it okay. every day. All okay. right. Well, thanks right. for calling in, Danielle. Thank, Thank you. you. So, Dr. LaFrance, why is it so important to look at your tongue? The tongue is like the measure of, of your health. When you look at and the reason I say look at it first thing in the morning is because as we're sleeping at night, we're developing all this wonderful bacteria that is going on. So I always ask people to look at their tongue before they even take a drink of water because once they take that drink of water, that bacteria is now going into their gut. So when I ask to scrape the tongue, I mean to use a tongue scraper, not to use a toothbrush and scrape it back and forth, because then you're pushing the bacteria more in the papilla of the tongue, but really to scrape it going forward from the back to forward until the, the coating comes off. And the reason for that is because it allows the um, organs within the body to flow very nicely as well as keep it from being becoming stagnated. So the tongue is mapped similar to where the feet and the hands are as far as points and organs okay. and organ distribution. And does this come from Chinese medicine? It comes from Chinese, but also Ayurvedic. Uh-huh. The Ayurvedic medicine looks at it as well. Okay. All right. Well, let's go back into quantum biofeedback. Okay. I was hoping you can tell us more about that. Well, first of all, I love quantum biofeedback. Um, I was introduced to it from uh, the university I attended, and when I got to see what it truly does, it was amazing. So basically what it is, it's a system that it, if you're in person, you're wearing a harness that has this, this harness is, gets attached to your forehead, and it has eight electrodes that's reading your brain, similar to like an EEG. 
And then you have uh, wristbands and ankle bands that have uh, lines that are attached to the computer. And so all five of these uh, devices are actually dis are talking with each other. And they go into this computer, this quantum biofeedback computer that has over 10,000 remedies as well as um, symptomologies that it will identify energetically in your body. It does not diagnose, it does not treat. Hmm. And there, I want to specify the difference between that. What it does is identifies energetic imbalances in the body that cause dis-ease. And when I say it doesn't treat, it's because when you look at treating, it's a temporary thing. What it does is it trains the body to do what it's supposed to, to return to normal homeostasis. And so as it's energetically scanning the body, it will identify so many different things from blood to lymphatics to allergies and sensitivities to hormonal issues. Basically, you name it, it will scan your spine and tell me where imbalances are in the spine and, and um, you know, nerves that are overreactive and, and so on. It's okay. absolutely amazing. So does that mean then, just a recap here, so it's reading frequencies, and because you said earlier, different ailments and diseases have a specific frequency, and so that's what it's picking up? Absolutely. So it's similar to like when you take your car to a, um, a car mechanic. You plug the car into this computer, and this computer then reads that, that car. Same thing goes with this biofeedback. We are all numbers. We are all comprised of energy, so it reads you energetically and then is able to identify what is calling, causing those imbalances. Mm, okay. And now does it work on everyone? It does, to a point. Okay. And when I say to a point, um, everyone will get some benefit from it, but to what level? When the person who is receiving it is open, and open to the technology and open to the idea, then they have a much greater healing potential. In fact, when I do remote work with them, they can actually feel it as it's working. They'll actually say, are you working on my eyes right now? Because, oh, my gosh, I'm seeing something much more clearly. Or my, my hearing, I can actually hear the radio where I wasn't able to before or things like that. So right. it also depends on how in tune they are to their body as well. So it does work remotely as well. So Absolutely. How does, how does that work? So typically... It's just like a, a cell phone. You know, when we have a cell phone, we have a unique number. We have a unique number as well. And so the universe is able to find us anywhere within, and this device is able to find us throughout the universe. And it's found through several different means, through hair samples or through saliva samples, where um, I can actually place that on the machine. And it's just like you're sitting in front of me. It reads you just as if you were sitting in front of me. Mm -hmm. It picks up your own specific signature. It's like being in the Matrix. It is. It is. <laughs> wow. The red pill or the, or the blue pill. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to come back to that, but we're going to take a quick break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Hi. We are Sacred Medicine Mamas, and we are on a mission to help people heal and feel better through a variety of holistic wellness practices. We offer holistic wellness services for busy people who are ready to achieve optimal health. We are a health and wellness clinic and a community of empowered people finding true healing and health. We are not only practitioners passionate about people's health. We too are busy professional people. We have been where you are and we have experienced similar health issues. This is why we love working with people just like you to help you find true healing of your own. We offer services including chiropractic, massage therapy, weight loss and nutrition, pregnancy and postpartum nutrition, yoga and fitness. Virtual sessions are available. Book an appointment with us today 
by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com. Or call 541-639-4575. That's 541-639-5475. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskininmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget, this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. If you are just joining us, today I have the great pleasure of having Dr. Vienna LaFrenz on my show. Dr. LaFrenz is an integrative medicine doctor. So, Dr. LaFrenz, how many sessions does it take using the quantum biofeedback? You know, this is a hard, uh, hard one to answer. As it's not a cut, uh, cookie cutter type of modality, I usually base it on what the needs of the clients are. Most will actually ask me, "Can I have this be done twice a week?" And I absolutely say no because we want to train the body, not have it become dependent on it. So, if there's a lot of different types of conditions that we're dealing with, a very high chronic, uh, lots of different types of things we're we're addressing, then I usually would recommend once a week for just a couple of weeks until we get the body integrated and starting to work on its own. And I give people homework so that they have to, to actually facilitate their own healing as well. And then we start to bounce it off a little bit. So it really depends on what we're dealing with. Okay. I like that you give people homework. That's great. Yes. <laughs> so as an integrative health medicine doctor, what do you recommend everyone do right now during COVID? <laughs> Yes, the, the infamous COVID. Yes. Uh, what I suggest is, first of all, and I'm, I, I wish more of the media would actually emphasize this, is build your immune system, as well as treat people with love, express love in every inter, in, interaction you have, raise your frequency, don't live in fear. So many of the population is living in fear, and they are actually lowering their frequency, so they're more prone to getting the COVID as well. Hmm. Raise that frequency and, and your immune system. Okay, that's good to know. And let's talk about food and more specifically eating. Why is eating with intention so important? 
You know, so many people eat uh, just unconsciously. They'll eat while they're watching TV or reading a book or even a cereal box like we used to in the old days. And therefore, you're not taking in the essence of the food. You're not taking in the nutritional component of the food. But also, the biggest thing is then we're not uh, consciously eating. And the whole point of it is that 50% of the digestive process happens in the mouth where the saliva is and the enzymes break down. And when we don't consciously eat then the food goes down and now the stomach has to do all the digesting and so then therefore we get more acid and people will get more acid reflux and acid indigestion and things like that because now the, the stomach is having to produce more acids to digest the food. When we chew the food 30 times or more for each bite, which I know most people are like, what? But it allows the digestive enzymes to really break down the food so we can then absorb it and, and get the nutrients from it. This also goes and this will be strange for most people, is when we use the, um, the shakes, the protein shakes and the smoothies and things like that that have wonderful fruits and vegetables in there, we need to initiate a chewing sequence with those as well because otherwise that food is going directly to the stomach and then we're having to produce way too much acid, which acid breaks things down. I'm glad that you shared that because I was going to <laughs> ask you about that. Yes. <laughs> so I want to ask what other modalities you incorporate in your practice and why you do that. Well, I, first of all, I like to incorporate different modalities, physical, emotional, spiritual, and psychological, as well as, well as mental. And so for, for that reason, we get complete healing. So I do cranial sacral, myofascial release, so those are different body, um, body work type of techniques, but also acupressure, different modalities such as um, E-STEM, ultrasound, um, shortwave diathermy, infrared, uh, tuning forks, sound therapy, healing frequencies, hypnotherapy, uh, neurolinguistic programming, and many of that time, really what the neurolinguistic programming is listening to what people are saying, what are the words and, and what do the words mean, and how is it impacting their uh, energetic being. Hmm. And each person requires different modalities, correct? Absolutely. And I like to bring different modalities in to incorporate the whole person. Uh, you can't just throw a physical modality into somebody for pain issues without addressing the emotional component of it. Hmm. And now, are you starting to address more younger clients yes. as well? I'm seeing more and more children, two, to, two on up. And why is that? You know, to be honest, a lot of it is um, the diet lack of exercise, and the media. Um, too much exposure to cell phones, to iPads, and so on. That there, there's, a, there's actually a study that shows that the uh, media that we're exposing our children to is much more um, addictive than sugar, than huh. different types of medications, and so on. You can actually see it when you try to take a device away from a two-year-old. They, <laughs> they go crazy. And that's because psychologically they are addicted to that device. Hmm. Lack of exercise. Right. And, and we're trying too hard to prevent boredom in our children. Boredom is what creates the mind. Creativity. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm finding that too. And they want everything like yesterday. And they do. And they want to heal like yesterday yeah. when it didn't take just yesterday to get where they're at. And what is the most common chronic issue you're seeing at a younger age? I am seeing more autoimmune issues, mm -hmm. allergies, ADD, ADHD, and autism. And, and so what would you say is the reason for allergies? What is that emotionally or spiritually rooted in? 
Too much sugar and too much processed foods and not really good eating whole uh, plant-based foods. Um, I ran across a mother the other day who had a shopping cart full of just processed foods and was saying, my child won't eat anything else, but who's buying the food? Right. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And GMOs and all of that. Yes, exactly. So I'd like to ask you where you hope to grow from here. Uh, I just want, uh, I want to grow, not just me personally, but the whole community in really gaining their power and their own ability to heal themselves and to know that that's a possibility, that we do not have to be dependent on healthcare. And I'm probably working myself out of a job, but I would much <laughs> rather have people healing themselves than having to become reliant and dependent on me. Yeah, than having them to come back and back exactly. again. Yeah. Oh, well, I love that. So how can my listeners book a session with you or learn, learn more about you? Well, first of all, they can actually um, go to my website, and there is a contact form in there where they can actually um, send an uh, email to me indicating that they're interested. Once I receive that, then I will respond to them with instructions on what to do, what is it they're looking for, and so on. Um, if it's a biofeedback session that they're looking for or even just remote work, which is more energy and, and working with uh, you know, emotions and so on, then um, we just set up a time and a, and a way in which to, to do that. So they can access my website or also contact me through my email, and I'm pretty responsive in, in getting back to them as quickly as possible. And can you share that website again? Yeah, my website is uh, www.natural-therapeutics.com, and then my email address is vienna at natural-therapeutics.com. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for being here today and sharing all of your knowledge. Thank you. (laughs) I love your topics. Thank you. And thank you to Eric, my stellar producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. And tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Go Beyond the Veil with my co-host, Rory Reich. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.